Welcome to Citroen Cooperman's Taxes in 10 podcast. I would now like to introduce our tax practice leader, Joe Bublé. Good day, everyone. This is Joe Bublé from Citroen Cooperman, and this is our first podcast called Taxes in 10. Today we have two guests, David Seid, who's the head of the firm's state and local tax practice, and Eugene Revere, who's a tax partner also in a state and local practice. Welcome, guys, and thanks for joining us sure. for this special podcast. So we've had the uh, TCGA passed in December of 2017. We're now seeing the effects of our clients with the loss of the state and local tax deduction, for the most part. So what are you seeing in the marketplace that people are doing in reaction to the new tax law? Sure. So we certainly have had, over the years and years that we've been doing state tax consulting, we've always had clients wanting to leave the New York area um, because of the high tax rates. What we have seen, though, in reaction to the TCJA is an uptick in those who want to get out. They've just they've had enough. So where you know they could maybe stomach the high tax rates before, because in part of the federal deduction, that's gone away and they're they're pretty much ready to leave. So I think you know it's interesting. I think what the act did was it created a tipping point for a lot of clients. Um, the tipping point being these clients that we've spoken with over the years who just weren't sure that the cost benefit was there after the federal benefit of the state taxes. Well, now that that's gone, I think it, they've tipped. So they're back in our offices talking about it where before um, they weren't interested. Now they're very interested in understanding exactly what it takes um, to get out of town. Okay, great. So now they said they come in, I'm ready. I want to switch guys. So tell me exactly how does one get out of a state for income tax purposes? I, I think it's under it's important, Joe, to understand um, kind of the basic rules before you can understand how to get out. Um, generally, New York taxes people one of three ways. Either you're deemed to be a domiciliary, which means it's your true home, place you're going to come back to. Um, place where you grew up, any of those types of things. Um, number two would be if you're not a domiciliary, so for example, your domicile is in Connecticut, but you have a place here in New York um, and you spend more than 183 days here, then you're called what's, what they call a statutory resident. And so if you don't have, you're not a domiciliary or you're not a statutory resident, then you're deemed to be what they call a non-resident and you're only taxed on your uh, income that you earn in New York. Okay, good. So now that's a, a brief uh, primer on the rules. So how difficult is it for someone physically to do this and what do they really have to do to make it work? So I think this is where we really dissect what Dave just laid out. You know, We look at the definitions as to how the state draws you in as a resident and we kind of pull the pieces apart. Domicile is very subjective, totally open to interpretation. We look through certain factors and try to determine where your true home is. That can look to you know how big your homes are in the two different jurisdictions or potentially more uh, states involved, um, where you spend your time, active business involvement, where you keep that stuff that is precious to you, where your family connections are, all those things get dissected, put on a scale and so on. And you can see that when we start talking about things like that, they're not always that measurable. They're, they're open to interpretation. 
that's the domicile part of the argument. So let me just, if, if I could, just to add a little flavor to that. So the first thing he said was home. Example I always give is they're not interested in, in hearing that you changed your domicile when you own a 5,000 square foot home in Westchester and buy an 800 square foot condo in Miami. They're just not going to buy in, they being um, the state and or city. Um, time. There is no bright line on time. Um, it's a matter of they want to see that you spend more time in your new domicile than in your old domicile and it needs to be at least more than a day or so. So there's no 183 day rule. You know, they want to see that you're spending 180, 190, 200 days in your new domicile and something less than that in what you used to call home. Yeah, this definitely has to be that buffer. We get into all sorts of arguments with auditors when we're kind of the same number of days in both jurisdictions. It, it becomes a tough fight, even though it's only one factor. So the auditors always glom on to, oh, you kind of blew this one part of the domicile analysis. And then we're like, wait, it's only one part. There's supposed to be a scale here. And, but still, the, the auditors are like pit bulls on, on that kind of stuff. And, and just one last point on domicile. Um, it's always best in when you claim your domicile that there's an event surrounding it so that you could build your case that A, there's a retirement, God forbid there's a death in the family, you decide you want to move out of town, some sort of event because when it happens over a longer period of time, it's very difficult, at least from the state's perspective, for them to see a change, a true change from your old domicile and your new domicile. I think a very important point um, that we should keep in mind is that it's always best to create a change of domicile around an event. So if you're going to claim you changed your domicile effective February 1st of a given year, if something happened in January or February, it's always best to try to create your facts around that change. Um, rather than having it happen over a longer period of time. Having it happen over a longer period of time is much harder to show the state that in fact, you know, you gave up your old domicile and established your new. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that trigger point is so critical when we make these arguments. Even if there is a change in domicile, if there's some sort of income event that happened and we've had, had this creeping situation, the state can say, okay, in your example, a February 1st change, there's some big money event on March 15th. But there's all this stuff going on where the creeping change happens that the state will go, well, wait, there, this other stuff changed. You changed your license on May 1st of that year. Right. You know, what happened here? You know, we want that money. That income event then gets dragged into the state because your change of domicile, maybe it didn't happen until May 1st. Now, once you get past all this so that you, the state agrees that you're no longer domiciliary. The second part of it is that you want to avoid being what's called a statutory resident, which means that whether you kept your home here um, where you were domiciled historically or not, um, or you purchased a new one, if you have a place in the state or city for 11 months or more in a calendar year, and you spend 183 days here in the state, um, you're gonna be deemed to be a resident, you're gonna be taxed exactly the same way as if you were domiciled here. Please keep in mind, a day, when counting 183 days, is any part of a day. 
So it could be coming going from um, a bordering town to get gas in, the, in, in New York and then going back to the bordering town. That's counted as a day when counting 183 days. Yeah, there, there are very few safe harbors in that day count. Though. Right. You know, there's maybe <clears throat> if you're traveling through New York airport, that's the biggest one we see. So sure. We're getting into the audit detail. Or traveling through. If you're going yeah, over the George through. Washington Bridge, for example, from Jersey to Connecticut, going through New York, that doesn't count as a day. So as long as you don't stop for lunch. If you stop for lunch right. for an hour and you have a credit card or you make a call, I'm telling you, that's going to be counted as a day. Yeah, it's tough because when we do get those arguments uh, into audit arguments and we're looking at cell phone documentation and, you know, the... Or easy pass. Yeah, or easy yeah. pass. So the auditor sees you come into the state. Well, how do we, what's our retort to that? Um, it makes it tough. We, you know, sometimes we can see phone calls on the, on the cell phone going from, you know, like our clients who live in Connecticut and they drive down to the city or vice versa. They leave Queens and they're going to Connecticut and you see a call from Queens and then you can see a call from New Rochelle and then so on. And I also imagine that once you've change your domicile when people go travel and they come back and forth they always want to go to the new residency place right absolutely you want to show that you're not traveling i mean again think about it where your true home yeah, is you need to when show you go away intent. you go to your true home and you come back and forth to that place well that's great well appreciate it guys Anything, any close, yeah, I, do, I do want to close on just one comment um and that is that um you know i i tell all my clients that if you're going to go through this First, understand what the upside is. So how much are you going to save if, in fact, you're no longer a domiciliary or statutory resident? Keep in mind that if you're still earning money in New York, you're still going to be taxed on that money as a non-resident. Once you understand what your benefit is, then my advice is don't go half in. Go all in because on a worst-case scenario, you're going to disrupt your life and it is disruptive to change your domicile, and you don't want to disrupt your life and not win, which, in my version, is the worst case scenario. Sure. Oh, that's very good. Very good points to make. Thanks a lot, guys, for coming in. Thanks, Thank Joe. You, Joe. And uh, good day, everyone. Again, this is Joe Buble for Taxes in Ten, Citrin Cooperman's podcast, and please look out for our upcoming podcasts in the next few weeks. Thank you.